0: share with you in the next few minutes is life-changing. You know, I've always heard that one word from God can change your life. And you know, we believe that the things that God has put in our heart are for now. And so I just want to stay tuned in. We're excited about what God's going to be doing. You know, um, can you believe Josh, we've been in ministry now 26 years. Amazing. And it has been an amazing ride. And um, 16 years pastoring, we just celebrated September 22nd uh, 16 years in ministry, uh, passionate the best church in Visalia, California. That's my opinion. You know what? Your church needs to be the best church in, in wherever you are. And, you know, uh, we're doing this series called Kingdom Concepts. Uh, they're going to be short, but power-packed. And so please make sure that you stay till the end because the end is always greater than the beginning. Amen. God has a lot of things for us, you know. He has plans for our future. He has plans that He has laid up before us um, in the beginning of time. And, you know, uh, we want to talk a little bit about the early years. You know, uh, you know, I'm not going to share how old we are, but there's been a lot of stuff that's happened from the very beginning that we were born, you know, that has brought us to this place right now. We have not arrived. By far, we have not arrived. But we're going somewhere. And we're right. going somewhere fast. And God's with us. He's, he's pushing us forward. And we're allowing God to take us where we, we need to go. So why don't you share a little bit about your early years and, and just share with the people what uh, what's on your heart.
1: Well, you know, uh, when I was brought into this world, it was on New Year's, and so uh, my life started off as a party. And uh, when I was yeah, right. much younger, you know, I was 14 months old, we were visiting my grandmother and I was playing underneath the sink at her house. She had pots and pans and things. And uh, well, she had some cleaning supplies mm-hmm. underneath the sink, mm-hmm. and they had this uh, chemical that they used to clean dishes and different things, and it was called lye, and it's kind of like an acid. And uh, that was a
0: common thing back in the day. They they used to have it was like a little red devil thing. They would clean everything with it, I believe.
1: Yeah, it was a white can, blue letters, red top, and just you know something that was very attractive to me as a young child. So I bit the lid off the the can and and swallowed it and just immediately uh it began to eat away at my esophagus uh the roof of my mouth my tongue and uh if it wasn't for for god and a real quick response by the the first responders the ambulance got there like three minutes after that it happened and They rushed me to Children's Hospital, and that right there was the beginning of a very long healing process Mm -hmm. to where I I can't even remember how many surgeries I've had because in going forward, all of the scar tissue in my throat um, would begin to constrict to where I'd start losing my ability to be able to breathe, and my breathing was becoming labored, and uh, so they would have to go in and dilate, Uh, the throat by stretching it, and I was having to do that like every two weeks, uh, twice a month, once a month, every other month, you know, until I was uh, 12 years old, Mm -hmm. I had to continue to go in and have that dilated because of the scar tissue.
0: Now, did that uh, restrict your talking in any way while you were growing up or your speech at all? Because I know that your uh, tongue, you only have half a tongue, and you have a hole in the roof of your throat, of your um, what is it? Your palate. Did that restrict you from talking, young? Did you learn how to have to learn how to talk, or you were only fifteen months old when it happened? So, did your mom share with you? Was it long in talking, or or were you basically at the age you were supposed to talk? Did you talk?
1: Um, no, I was, I, I was 14 months old when it happened, so I wasn't talking too much. And, uh, definitely once I learned how to talk, I haven't no to shut up since.
0: That's um, true. <laughs> and, uh,
1: but, um, it, it did have an effect on me, you know, I mean, you know, my lip looked like it was busted because of the, the damage, yeah. you know, and, um, and to see the inside of my mouth, you, which you have, yeah, uh, just a lot of extensive damage, but uh, it didn't hinder me from... You know, being a friendly person or a talkative person, but you know, it, it did intimidate me at times because when you're young, you know, sometimes kids are mean. Yeah. You know, they yeah. can try to make fun of you and uh I didn't take too kindly to that. And mm-hmm. so Yeah. You know.
0: So when did your uh when did you find out about did you ever start talk asking about why does your tongue look the way it looks? Did you ever ask your mom, do you remember any of those things?
1: Well, I remember my mother taking me to, you know, these uh, operations, you know, we'd go to Children's Hospital down in Los Angeles uh-huh. and stuff, and usually it was just me and her, and uh, I'd have to go in, and I'd be in the hospital for about two days, you know, as so they would perform the surgery and then be there for afterwards, but um, I never really understood... Yeah you know, why I was having to do it. I just knew that it was just what I always had to do. Yeah. And so, it was just a huge part of me just growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, when I got older, I understood that, you know, that it was uh, due to this poison. Yeah. What have you. But, other than that, you know, um, it just, you know, it, it was always something that, uh, I had to deal with. Yeah. You know, every time I brushed my teeth, you know, I got to see my tongue and, you know, and, um, the scar tissue that's on that, and, and then there was other things that uh, were complicated things worse to where, like my teeth, um, because of that poison, they didn't have a whole lot of enamel, mm-hmm. so my teeth were always falling out. Didn't matter how much I brushed, and so I mean there was issues like that growing up, and um, you know and it was interesting because you know the Bible says you know in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven that God knows the mm-hmm. the thoughts and the plans yeah, he that He has for it. us, you know. Uh, Lots of good, not of evil. To give us a hope in a future and an expected end. And and here he calls me to be a preacher. You know, I mean, yeah. now I look at where I'm at. But I, I can look back and see how, you know, the devil really tried stopping yeah. that, you know, before it began.
0: You know, it just, as you were talking, I'm thinking, you're called to be a preacher. You're called to the nations. You're called to plant churches. You're called to do all of these things. And yet, at the very beginning, before, like you said, you were 14 months old, before you even began to speak, it was like the devil knew he, he attacked you right where God was going to use you. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's like he knew that you were about to uh, to open that mouth and use it for his for you know for God.
1: Um, I I think it's just that you know the devil you know he's 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 a dumb devil, but you know he's been around for a long time, and uh, I think that. When he understands the calling and the purpose that God yeah. has for a person's life, he's going to do everything he can to, to, to stop it or to pervert it to where that gift is being used for something else other yeah. than what God created yeah. and intended to be used for. And uh, yeah. I look at my life and, you know, it's just amazing how, you know, I, I see how uh, extravagant the enemy was at trying to, yeah. you know, to stop me from having a voice for God. Uh, you know, the intimidation of, you know, having the scar tissue and being a little bit different in that respect. Um, You know, again, I remember when my mother, you know, when I was about uh, 10 years old, my mother had uh, married a man in uh, our church that we were attending because my father left, you know, when I was five years old, he had left my mother to raise me and my two brothers. she had
0: to raise you? alone having to go to hospitals and doctors and everything pretty much by herself because he was gone at five and you were in and out of hospitals till you were 12.
1: Yeah, my mom had to be everything and and, you know we were on welfare and you know living in a trailer and different things but my mother always told us that God wanted better for us Mm -hmm. and so you know she'd take us to church and you know and uh, while we're at school you know she would be uh, going to school herself. I remember her you know going to college and Working in the evenings, you know, she worked herself off of welfare because she wanted us to have a better life. And and as I was saying, you know, uh, there was a a man that she had met and he seemed like a nice guy. And, you know, they got married and uh, within a month, you know, we just really began to see a side of this guy that we'd never seen before. And, uh, And one day she was at work and I went to the refrigerator to grab a glass of milk and this guy just went ballistic on me. And uh, grabbed me and just started choking me out for grabbing a glass of milk out of the fridge. And, um, you know, it took my, my other two brothers, you know, we all just kind of ganged up on the guy and socked him up a little bit and then jumped out the, the bedroom window and didn't come home until my mom did. And
0: How old were you?
1: I was about 10 years old. And, um, you know, and she, that, that marriage didn't last a month. <clears throat> you know, she, after that situation... You know, she uh, divorced and got the marriage annulled. But, you know, I I look back and it's like, even then, you know, it's like, I see how the devil just constantly trying to stop me from being able to have a voice because my voice is used for the Lord. It's Mm -hmm. used to build his kingdom. And, you know, God says he uses the weak things of the world to confound the wise. Yes. You know, and he he takes, you know, uh, something, you know, that others would dismiss and see a disability or limitations, but God looks at us and he goes, man, there's possibility yeah. there, you know, and so it's 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 had its challenges, yeah,
0: so I know that you had surgeries all the way until you were twelve, but I didn't meet you till we were eighteen, and I remember um when you were about twenty, um things came up again from what happened when you were young. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, I remember. I got sick as a dog, and yes, it was summertime, sick. and I remember I was running a 102, 103 yes. fever, and I uh, just couldn't shake it. And yeah. going
0: to work 16 hours, because uh, I don't let you stay home from work. Yeah, yeah.
1: strong work ethic, and I uh, just kept working hard, and you remember I was having night sweats. Yes. I, I, I'd i sweat so much, I'd, I'd sweat through our mattress yes. on our bed.
0: It was very gross. And, very, uh, very yeah, gross.
1: I lost 40 pounds in two weeks. Yeah. Um, from this and, uh, we didn't know what was going on. Finally, when I went to the doctor, uh, they said they discovered a mass in my lung. Yes. And long story short, went to Phoenix. Uh, they wound up going in there and and removing it. And what they said was that they believed that some of that lie from when I was a child had gotten into my lung and eventually caused uh, the lower part of the bronchi to shut down. And so that's what had caused that. And, you know, it's it's just interesting how, you know, these things continue yeah. to go along that line. You know, you got to have your lungs to be able to breathe. You know, yes. you got to be able to have breath to be able to talk. And, yes. you know, and just those challenges.
0: Yeah, so, it's like the devil knew way back when. Uh, attack his voice. Attack his throat. Attack his lungs. He won't be able to speak. He won't be able to preach. Because when that happened, we weren't walking with God yet. You
1: no, know, we weren't. But, you know, I remember after being saved, asking God about that, just saying, God, it seems like the devil had a heads up, Mm -hmm. you know, on my calling. And I remember the Lord told me, well, well, when did Satan fall? And I said, well, you know, Jesus said he'd seen him fall like lightning to the earth. And and, uh, the Lord told me, he said, you know, when I created my plan for you, he said, it was before the foundations of the world, before you were in your mother's womb. He says, you know, I called you and created you. And he said, Satan was in that throne room. When he was Lucifer, and he heard everything that I spoke over your life, what you would be, what I called you to do, he said. And that's why he said it seems like he had a heads up because he did. Yeah, you know. And so, you know, having that kind of understanding, it really brought me into a a place to where I see that, you know, with the devil, it's just business. It's not personal. Yeah. He wants to keep us from fulfilling that purpose that God's given us because when. Uh, life has no purpose, life has no meaning. That's right. You know, we've all been created to do something for God. And um, Satan can do everything he can like, to try to hinder that or to try to pervert it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just had to learn to press forward and realize that, no, I, I've i been called to, to be a voice for That's the right. Lord. And uh, together, we do a pretty good job of uh, making his voice heard through us. Yeah. You know, and so I just uh, thank God that, you know, he steps in and helps. And sometimes, you know, people find challenges in their lives and they don't understand why yeah. things have happened. But I think it comes down to understanding that God wants to help each and every one of us. And there's nothing that's too big or too small that he can't fix, that he can't change. And it doesn't matter how bad the enemies come against your calling. There's always something good that God places yes, in your yes, future. Yes. You know, God always wants to fulfill what he originally created you to do. He doesn't have a plan B for your life. That's right. That's right. You know, he wants to see his original purpose fulfilled. And so uh, it just, it's awesome to look back at life and see, you know, all the events that have taken place, the good and the bad. But every one of those things have been used by God to help bring us yeah. to where we're at right now. And the enemy can't stop it.
0: No. But you know, you allowed those things that the enemy tried to do to propel you into your future. You know, maybe you're watching us right now and you're you're thinking, you know, yeah, all these things have happened to, to stop me from what I'm doing. But you have a choice just like we did. You know, take those things that the devil tried to do and allow those things to stop you, to uh, derail you, uh, to kill you. Or you can say, you know what, those things are going to push me forward. And I'm going to allow God to uh, use them to do to do his work. And that's what we've done.
1: Amen. And we just want to encourage you, you know, that God is with you and he is for you. And yes. regardless of what storms have come against your life, I'm telling you, I read the back of the Bible and uh, it's a happy ending. Amen. We win. Yes. And uh, God wants you to have absolute victory and. You know, when we went through these things, we didn't have the Word of God. We didn't understand what was going on. We were just uh, two souls drifting in a sea of trouble. But after we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we learned how to fight and how to resist those attacks that the enemy brings. So I want to encourage you, if you've enjoyed this first part of the testimony, we have a part two that's coming up. And uh, it has to do with the transformation that came after you know, these things that we just shared with you and how God has brought us from that place of pain and turned it into a place of rain amen. for us. Amen. And He'll do the same thing for you because He loves you. And you might be watching this uh, program and thinking, oh, well, you know, they don't know what my life story is. I'm here to tell you that yeah. God knows who you are and He'll be relentless, amen, in pursuing you and keeping you in a position to where you can fulfill that purpose He has for your life. Amen. Don't quit. Your life's not over. There's something good in your future. God bless you. I'm Dr. Joshua and Eliana Bolger, we thank you for watching this program with us.